he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you are here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, so Michelle Young, our girl Michelle Young, she went on the Relationship with Cami Crawford podcast and talks about her, quote, nasty breakup with Nate and goes as far as to call him a fuckboy and say that everyone in her life saw how badly he treated her. Oh, no. Wild stuff. So I'm going to play the clip. Going through (laughs) that breakup, it was was a pretty nasty breakup. I will Mm. be very honest. And I didn't say a lot about it because it would have just latched on. Mm. And my family and my friends who were really close to me saw behind the scenes mm-hmm. how I was being treated. And there are so many moments where, like, Michelle, just say, like, mm-hmm. just put it out there. Mm-hmm. It'd be so much easier to just true colors shown. Yeah. Here we go. You have the platform. Right? You have, yeah. Right? And for me, it was like, I know that there's going to be a lot of really nasty comments Mm -hmm. towards me. Michelle, you should have known he was a a fuckboy. Your mom knew best. Damn right she did. Mm. But for me, I went into that relationship because that was the one that I wanted to test out. That one was the one that I believed in. That was the one that if I didn't choose, I would have had regrets of, well, how would have this turned out? Yeah. That was the right decision for me. And I knew that I had made that decision. That doesn't mean that I deserved the nasty hate comments. But I will say... For the most part, mine were very positive, but Mm. they were positive because the people who were paying attention, close enough attention, saw the way that I was handling the relationship versus my ex-fiance and how he was handling the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of written on the screen. And so the nasty comments really just, I mean, I could read them. I could, I was sent them, but I kind of just laughed. First of all, Michelle, I think people saying you should have known he was a fuckboy, well, that's the beauty of fuckboys. They trick you into thinking they're not fuckboys. So I don't think it's that crazy that she was blinded by everything else that Nate was selling to her. And I don't think saying you should have known he was a fuckboy is is valid. Absolutely not. Um, And I think sometimes, too, like, the only way you grow is coming out of it on the other side and learning better. And I think what's really interesting is that she said, like, had I not given this relationship a shot, I would have always regretted it. So it's like, Mm-hmm. What does that mean you should have known? Okay, she knew and then picked Brandon. But if she knew it always in the back of the mind, she would have wished she gave Nate a chance. Like, you can't live mm-hmm. that way. You know what I mean? Like, she went with her gut and her heart and what she wanted to do. It didn't pan out, but you're always better off for it. You always are stronger on the other side. Yeah, and I, I feel like that kind of answers your question you had way back when because you were very much team Brandon and couldn't mm-hmm. wrap your head around how you could ever not choose Brandon when given the chance. And I feel like that's kind of, she's giving that answer now. Like, look, I get that my other options were great, but like, this is the one I wanted to pursue. And had I went with those other ones, it wouldn't have worked out because she would have been thinking about him. Yeah, so things work out the way they're supposed to. She continues a little bit more. Oh, let's see. Here's the rest of what she said. And I spent so much time. My health took a hit. I was so sick with just anxiety and just even before the world even knew and dealing with so, so much pain that by the time it became public and when I was receiving hate, I was like, I already went through hell and back. Mm-hmm. You're not dragging me down. Mm-hmm. You're not, you, you can say what you want to say. But I'd gotten to the point where 
I like was able to post it, put my phone down. I went to Iceland with my girlfriends. We completely disconnected and not in a way where I was running away from anything. Yeah. Because I didn't want I, I didn't want that feeling like I, I was talking to my parents and my family and friends and everybody. And I was like, I need to get to a certain healing point. Yeah. So that I when I go on this trip, when I get out, I'm not afraid to come back. Yes. There's also nothing wrong with running away temporarily to protect your peace. Like, I feel yeah. like there's such a bad stigma around like, oh, look, she's doing this so she doesn't have to face the backlash. Like, okay. Or this person's deleting comments because they don't want to see things. Okay. Like, why is that a bad thing? It's why not is that a bad crime? thing. No, Because I, I only want to surround myself with things that make me happy. Okay, sue me. That mm. is not a crime. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking of that same sound. Yeah, I feel like the only people that say that are trolls who like want you to see their comment and it's like you cannot force my eyes to look at your comment like if I don't want to look at it I don't want to look at it but that's a thing people trolls in comment sections will be like look like Mm -hmm. I wrote this mean thing on her page and she deleted it look look okay and you wrote a mean thing and then went back to check on it maybe you should get a life yeah just saying it's true the trolls are so relentless but i don't know i I mean this makes me really feel for michelle but you know we've all been there before and like i said before she'll come out better on the other side for it better on the other side do we think she's going to paradise so she actually posted an instagram story in a bikini and rachel responded and said paradise previews to which michelle responded and said only if you go with a devil emoji i hope rachel and michelle in paradise. Like, that's what I'm talking about. But you know Nate's going to go. You think? They will try their damnedest to get him to go. Well, they'll try. Like, just like the trolls, they'll try, but you can't force Nate on that beach. I don't know. I I get the sense Nate has kind of moved on from Bachelor stuff, but truly, who knows? I mean, he could show up there. I would love to see Michelle and Rachel on the beach. I love that Becca Kufrin kind of opened the door for leads to come back. I don't know why it took so long for them to, like, break that barrier. But now that it's just, like, a thing that happens. Because didn't Clayton said that he was asked to go, right? Well, it was before he was the lead. I don't actually think we asked him about post-lead paradise. It was before he was the lead and he told them. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to be single come summer. And I was like, whoa, confident Clayton here. I mean, dude, Rachel, Clayton, Michelle. Gabby, Wendy. Nate, Tino. No, I'm <gasps> naming people I want to go to paradise. No, Gabby's, I know. Well, Gabby's, Gabby, yeah. Gabby's right. single now, too. Perfect. Vinny Guadagnino. Yeah. Just throw him in there they for fun. They do a crossover with other reality shows. Bring in some yeah. Jersey Shore characters. I think that sounds great to me. If they actually want me to watch next season, do that. Don't give me... Two episodes a week. Yeah. And do we think when she says, when she says nasty breakup with Nate, do we think she's referring to the Deandra stuff? Because remember that whole saga? Yeah, I don't know. They denied that was anything, but now her saying it was a nasty breakup, that was when they were done. Mm-hmm. Or right? It yeah, had to have been. we never really got a lot of clarity on that because Deandra and Nate were very adamantly denying it. There were pictures of them being kind of cozy. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll never know what really transpired between them. But I also think nasty breakup can mean a lot of things. Like, um, maybe the DeAndre thing was part of it, but it could also just mean, like, how he was acting towards her. Like, people say this about, like, when you get 
divorce. Like you don't divorce the same person you marry, but I feel like it's honestly same for just normal breakups too. Like you don't break up with the same person that you got into the relationship with. And I think when people feel rejected, they can just turn so nasty. Well, I appreciate Michelle opening up and shedding some light on this, but I do hope she can find her happily ever after on the beach. I'm confident she can. Who would you want to see her with? I feel like Michelle could literally have anyone. <laughs> Brandon. Just kidding. I think <laughs> him and Serena are happy and together. Hmm. Like, I want to, like, really think about this for a second. Like, who yeah. is? I think she definitely needs someone, like, smart and, like, intellectually stimulating, but also someone who's more willing to kind of... In the same way that I think, like, Jason is always willing to kind of sit back a little bit and let Caitlyn shine, I think Michelle needs the same thing. Of someone who's, like, really smart and, like, intellectually stimulating and, like, equal to her in that way, but also willing to, like, take a step back and, like, let Michelle have her star moment and just be, like, there to support her. So I'm looking at, like, the people that could potentially be going to Paradise, just in my own opinion, like, based on the previous seasons. I don't feel like anyone's good enough for her. Like, I want someone, like, top 1% cream of the crop. She needs to go elsewhere. She needs to go to, like, like an A-list party and find a guy. Don't we all? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm like, are, are there any other dating reality shows that she could go on that are Love better? Love is Blind. Yeah. Uh, I want to go on Love is Blind. Don't you think that's, like, a cool way to meet someone? Oh, Avon! <gasps> Avon! Oh! I like that. I like that. Okay. okay. I'm open to you that. You heard it here first. Manifesting. But do you think if Rachel's on the beach, there'll be some drama with Avon? I don't. I don't. Because I don't think... That that was actually a thing. Runner-up, the the runner-up relationships after a period of time, like they don't really count. I think people consider their final choice their actual ex. Like she, Michelle even says, like my ex-fiance. Like she Mm -hmm. obviously truly considers Nate an ex. I don't know if she considers Rodney an ex. You know, totally. So Rodney, Rodney. I don't think Rodney though. I think Rodney will end up with someone else. But okay, moving on. So last week we talked about that awkward conversation with Zach and Greer on the Zoom call when Greer tries to, I guess, relate to Zach by saying, look, I had COVID once too. Turns out she ends up getting COVID again, but this is before we knew that. And Zach got a lot of backlash for the way he handled that conversation. He was weirdly defensive of him finding a wife on TV and how it's not the same as Mm -hmm. Greer not meeting her sales goals at her job. So now Zach is responding to the backlash because that scene didn't sit well with pretty much anyone that watched the show. People were very confused by his response. So it's been brought up in interviews and he is shedding some light on how he feels, I guess, now looking, watching it back because you get a whole different perspective. Totally. While watching it back, um, I completely empathize with her. I think she was really just trying to connect and relate with me when I had COVID and and really I was just already frustrated with everything kind of, you know, going on. And, you know, I, I definitely could have delivered like my sentiment in a lot more of a respectful way and a calmer way, you know, like it was, uh, it was just like one of those conversations that just, was off and um i it was you know no excuse like i I should have responded better um so i I totally totally 100 percent get where she's coming from so at least he's seeing that he was in the wrong well i was gonna say do you think he does or he's just seeing that people are like zach you're wrong so he's like oh yeah i see that now i think we'll know more after next week's episode to see how he like interacts with greer now that she's back especially after she's back now from then getting covid so but I, i don't know i feel like 
Zach gives off like a stubborn vibe that I could see him being like, no, 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 I was like totally right. But he's getting all this backlash. Like that felt very media trained, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he is media trained. They make sure those leads are know how to answer every single question yeah. that's going to come their way. That's why they're typically difficult to speak to. Mm-hmm. Unlike Clayton, who was a treat to talk to because he was not giving us media-trained answers. And thank you guys, by the way. We got more positive feedback about that interview than I don't think, I think, any other interview we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy that you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, we loved Clayton. But yeah, um, I think this Zach Greer conversation paired with this Zach Jess conversation, which we covered on Tuesday about her wanting the one-on-one and him kind of low-key gaslighting her into thinking that's a crazy concept and she shouldn't think that. He's been getting some backlash for how he's handling these situations, where as in the beginning of the season, everyone was applauding him for how he was handling certain conversations. Like, he's better at the tougher conversations. Like, when it's a little more Mm -hmm. lighthearted, he can't hang. I think the common theme, though, with all of these ways where he's being, like, a little bit gaslighty is it always relates back to, like, the show and the process of the show and, like, what he's there for. And I just, like, don't... I don't buy that he, like, really believes all of that, but maybe he does. Like, and that's why they picked him to be the lead, because he is so bought into, like, I'm here to find my wife. And it's like, okay. It's not all about one-on-ones. It's about our connection. It's like, okay, calm down. It is about one-on-ones. We're on a dating show. (laughs) Is he giving you grocery store Joe vibes in the sense that if he went on a podcast, he would blindly defend that the show is real? Yes, 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 yes. The beauty of the show is that you can look back and reflect. So I'm sure he's going to give her a real apology in person when he sees her at the Women Tell All. And you know what? He had COVID at the end of the day. He probably was like, dude, I have to fucking He's probably in such a bad mood, yeah. And I'm in such a bad mood. I have a fever. My body aches. Like, who wants Mm -hmm. to do that? And I I have to talk to a girl who's easily in last place. Aw. Poor Greer. She was, though. I feel like I find myself all this week just saying, poor Greer. Greer will thrive in paradise. She'll be just fine. Yeah. Okay, so there is a subscription service for just about everything these days, and it could be difficult to keep track of just how many things you're paying for. I literally have Hulu, Disney+, Netflix, HBO Max, and that's just TV, so don't even get me started on other monthly subscriptions that I pay for. That's why I was really excited to learn about Rocket Money, because that's what helps me keep track of every subscription I'm paying for, so nothing sneaks through the cracks. Yes. So Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. So what's cool about the app is that Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so that you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. You might have signed up for a service literally months ago and you no longer use it, but you're still paying for it. And Rocket Money is here to help you with that. And that service you're no longer using, Rocket Money can cancel it for you too which is my favorite part. Literally pressing cancel in the Rocket Money app does all the dirty work for you. So no more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth or literally digging through a website to try to find out how to cancel, which they make it difficult on purpose, I know. But Rocket Money will do that. I know all the normal commands are right there and then cancels like in the smallest little print in the corner over there. Um, But yeah, so over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on or that free trial that you never even use. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash allbatch. That's rocketmoney.com slash allbatch. All batch. Rocketmoney.com slash all batch.
Okay, so we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know the drill. It's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on air. It's a good time. Wow, you are really <sighs> enthusiastic about it today. So enthusiastic because the first Bachelor Encounter is about my girl, Lace, a.k.a. Loose. Love you, Lace. They write, uh, Lace was at a Bachelor watch party tonight. She immediately went in for a hug. So sweet. What? <laughs> that's, that's it? That's not that's a full encounter? No. no, that's not a full sentence. That's not like a complete sentence. But okay. So Lace at a batch watch party tonight. She immediately mm-hmm. went in for a hug. She shares a photo. So I'm guessing she's saying, I met Lace at a mm-hmm. bachelor watch party. She immediately went in for a hug. She's so sweet. She said she hated these events, except everyone is always so nice. She was so impressed that my husband showed up with me. She gave big compliments and was so genuine. I'm an even bigger fan now after meeting her in person. Well, I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm i dying to meet Lace. I'm dying to get her on this podcast. She knows how much we love her. So until that day, I will just believe every single nice thing about her because she's just, she's a girl that gets it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, she's definitely a girl's girl. Well, she will be on the podcast soon. I'm sure of it. Well, it's it's literally just a matter of her contract yeah also for those asking yes of course we're talking to katie thurston like come on duh do you guys even know us duh sometimes when i get messages like that i'm like yes guys we're on it (laughs) we were on it last year there are certain things that are out of our control but we we try to move mountains as much as possible okay next bachelor encounter Bachelor encounter from ages ago, where all great Bachelor stories take place. Stagecoach. After night one, I was walking out and I saw the Fergie twins. I was so excited and went over to say hi. They were absolutely horrible and refused to acknowledge me and had their friend tell me to leave them alone. I was so disappointed and couldn't believe how rude they were. Then, stagecoach day two, I noticed Josh, Murray, and a group of his friends were right next to me. I was worried to say hi since how the twins were the day prior, but I did so anyway. He was so sweet and talked with me for a bit. I shared the story of how the twins treated me so he apologized on their behalf uh, and said he wasn't surprised at all. I got home and posted the selfie I took with him on my celeb finsta and gave Josh a shout out for being so sweet when the girls sucked. An hour later my account was reported and the post was taken down because the twins reported me. I shared about it on Twitter and they to this day still have me blocked and she sent me the screen grabs of them having her blocked. Wait, so what did she say about them? She said they sucked. Them so, so she said... So in, she posted it on the Finsta. On the Finsta, tagged Josh. Got it. And then they blocked the Finsta? Yeah. As we always say, guys, take these stories with a grain of salt because hopefully Emily and Haley were just having a bad day and didn't mean to be rude to this girl, but that's kind of shitty. When obviously she just wanted like a photo and she's clearly a fan of you. Yeah, I'm not so... I think it's funny that out of all people you saw the next day is Josh because like they were not together. I don't want this to be confused. They were two separate bachelor spottings at a stagecoach event. And Josh, like last I knew, despised the twins because the twins were the ones telling Amanda, don't be with him. Like he's this awful person. So I'm sure hearing that like the twins were mean to this girl, he probably like ran with that, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, he's living for that. And if you subscribe to our Patreon, you know all about in our Bachelor Books episode, the shit that Josh did, according to Amanda, is fucking wild. So it's kind of hard who to side with here because obviously Emily and Haley are the villains in this story, but I feel like Josh isn't an angel either. But I'm glad he was nice to you and I'm glad he took a photo with you and I'm sorry that you're blocked by the twins. That's rough. Moving on. So this one is about Audrey's... I was reminiscing about this the other day because we're planning FOTS Fest 2.0 and obviously FOTS Fest 1.0 was at Audrey's in 
Rhode Island, Ashley and Jared's Coffee Shop. So this person writes, back in October, I took my son to visit University of Rhode Island for a tour. On our way home, we stopped at Audrey's, which was only 15 minutes from the campus. We had been there before when we went to look at the campus, but we didn't spot Jared or Ashley there. Well, this time, Jared was in the kitchen because I saw him in the window. By the time we were ready to order, he was at the register and took our order. I have to admit, I was a bit starstruck. I told him I watched the show, but I also asked if I can get a picture with him to send to my Aunt Paula, who's a big fan. Who would be floored if I sent her a picture of Jared and me? He said, absolutely, I'll come out in a bit. My son and I went to sit down, got our food, started eating, and about 15 minutes later, just as promised, Jared came to our table and said, okay, let's take that picture. He was so nice, and you could just tell he was all about making his fans happy, and she sent the photo. I mean, our experience was pretty similar. Jared is beyond kind to everyone, and I think he realizes that the coffee shop itself is successful because it's a great place, but... I think he knows that people come in to see him and don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, if anything, he was, like, too accommodating to us. Like, we show up at his place of work and we're literally <laughs> like, hi, you've never met us before, but will you sit down and be interviewed by us? And he did <laughs> literally stop working, sat down with us, and he's like, he literally said in the beginning, he's like, how long is this going to be? And we're like, um, 10 minutes. We end up talking to him for, like, an hour. I mean, maybe he was just enjoying chatting with us and wanted to keep it going, or he felt like he couldn't be like, okay, girls, enough. I need to get back to my actual job after 10 minutes. I'm pretty sure we DM'd Audrey's on Instagram. Yes, and Audrey's said, yes, like, Jared and Ashley will be there, blah, 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 but he definitely did not know we were coming. Whoever runs the Audrey's Instagram account knew we were coming. Right, but who is that? Like, their assistant. Well, they did not communicate the message to the boss. Yeah. He did not know. And I think he had said, actually, or Audrey's Instagram had said, like, oh, Jared might not be there, but Ashley would be. I was yeah. expecting to see Ashley. Then it ended up being Jared, which was great. And then he FaceTimed Ashley, and we saw – he. so she answers, and before he tells her that, like, we're there, she's like – I, they were, like, moving or something with their house, and she was, like, stressing. And he's like, okay, I'm I'm with the girls from She's All Batch. And she's like, oh, hi, guys, and it was so nice. Mm -hmm. And obviously we ended up interviewing her, too. So big fans of this family, big fans of this coffee shop. And I – would you go again? I would. Yeah, I would. If I lived closer, I would go all the time. Yeah. Most dramatic mocha ever is hard to beat. It's a good little coffee shop, and it's – Surprisingly, I said little coffee shop. It's a big oh, it's coffee huge. shop. Like, there's a lot of space in there. Yeah. So I'm going to do one more because some of you noticed, but last week we didn't have bachelor encounters and we didn't tell anyone this, but we had bachelor encounters. We just lost our fucking footage. So yeah. last week was a shit show. We recorded the recap with Morgan and literally forgot to hit record. So I feel like we should just be transparent because we didn't tell anyone this. Yeah. No, I mean, sometimes it happens, guys. Even even the professionals screw up. And literally both of us, me and Stephanie, did not press record. I know. How, how does that happen? I don't know. Shout out to Morgan for being so chill. But literally, so we, we wrapped the recap. It was fine, easy, done. And when we stop recording, it's supposed to, something pops up that it's like exporting, basically. And I, we cancel out and nothing pops up. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened? So I call Jackie and she's like, yep. I didn't record either. So we did that all again. Then we also record like our normal episode as we do. And our editor called me and was like, 10 minutes into this, you sound like a chipmunk for the rest of the episode. And basically I hit something and it sped up my audio and there was nothing he could do. We had no backup. It was a whole thing. All this to say, 
I'm throwing in an extra bachelor encounter because some of you caught on to the fact that last week we didn't have it. But the episode was like an hour and a half. So hopefully it was still good enough last week. Okay. This one's about Peter Krause. I'm not sure if this is pod worthy. Guess we'll find out. I took a Peter Krause fitness class in May of 2018. He was doing traveling classes and my friend and I went to his Minneapolis class. I felt a nosebleed coming on and had to duck out to the bathroom for a few minutes. After the class was over, we met him outside to chat and take pictures. I told him about the nosebleed and he was so nice and told me about getting a nosebleed when he was at a wedding once. I already had a crush on him from the show, but he is even more handsome in person and super tall and fit and like super relatable. That's so nice that like he... This is pod worthy. Yeah, I was going to say nothing is like bonding with someone over a, a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing, How though. beautiful. Embarrassing that you got a nosebleed during the hot guys class. because It's like um, a teen magazine embarrassing moment. Like, And then my crush came out of nowhere, and I was nosebleeding everywhere. You know how I love a good crush story. I wonder how how bloody it was. Because you could cut, if it was just being a little, you could, like, sneak out easily without anyone noticing. I picture it gushing out, like, pouring everywhere. Just from working out? We don't know the reason why the nosebleed came. Crazy. So it's not like she got thrown... A ball wasn't, like, thrown in her nose. Maybe it was. Someone dropped a weight on it, and it broke. Yeah, we don't actually know. She didn't include that. I want to know about Peter's nosebleed at that wedding. I bet a ball wasn't thrown at him there, so why did he get a nosebleed? It's like, Miss Stoger, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. There goes your social life. Thank you for that reenactment. You're welcome. Bravo. Yeah, so maybe someone threw a tennis ball at Peter's nose and at the girl, and that's why they're- At the wedding? Maybe. They brought a tennis ball to the wedding? Crazier things have happened. Well, hopefully this makes up for last week of the lost footage. Someone's going to dig up the footage somewhere, take my chipmunk audio, stretch it out to try to hear what the- How would they do that without hacking into your computer? Even Even our editor couldn't do it. Or he said, I could try, but- it would come out like it would not sound right. And I'm like, well, no, we're not yeah. doing that. Yeah. We only release the best of the best, clearly. Exactly. All right, well, moving the hell on. The dirty little not-so-secret about the bedding aisle is that while cotton might be the most popular fabric for sheets, duvets, and pillowcases galore, it's also the most damaging to our planet. So even organic cotton takes a huge toll, and that's why I'm happy to be sleeping on Etitude's sheets. Made from naturally organic bamboo, Etitude sheets are made without toxic chemicals and use 99% less water than cotton. Plus, they're silky soft, so they're comfortable for you and for the environment. Yes, and the fact that they're literally the best sheets I've ever slept on definitely does help quite a bit, but I do feel good that I'm doing my part for the environment as well. It's no secret that we're big fans of this brand, and with good reason. Plus, Etitude is offering She's All Batch listeners $25 off their first bedding order with the code she's all batch for a limited time so if there's any time to upgrade your bedding it's now yes slipping into these light buttery sheets is like a shortcut to true beauty sleep plus their clean bamboo sheets have been performance tested against competitors to be more effective at keeping you at your optimal comfort level and body temperature which means you experience quality sleep don't forget you can get 25 dollars off your bedding order for a limited time when you visit attitude.com slash she's all batch that's e-t-t-i-t-u-d-e dot com slash she's all batch save 25 dollars on us the attitude team is so sure you'll love your new sheets you could try them 30 nights risk-free and return them if you're not totally in love but i am pretty confident you'll love them because 
I own two sets because I couldn't get enough. So again, that's attitude.com slash she's all batch, $25 off, get yours now. Happy sleeping. All right, guys, I am here with Brendan Scanzano. You know him from Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette. Hi, Brendan. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to She's All Batch. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. You, you're killing it, so you should be very proud of yourself. Your I'm killing really it. Well. Are you saying I'm killing it in this interview or just in the podcast in general? No, I just think, I just think in the podcast world. I think you're just killing it. <laughs> you're like, just not in, in this interview. We haven't even started yet. Not yet. Um, we haven't started yet, but we're going to get there. Okay. Well, so first, I always like to start by asking people, how did you end up on this show? Yeah, we're, I think we're probably all on the same boat. Um, I just I just applied. And within, you know, there's kind of like this generic form where you fill out, you throw a couple pictures up, you put your name, your email, your phone number, where you, where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with honestly, within a couple of days, I got a text back from a producer. And they said, yeah, well, like, we'd love to get an audition tape for me now. So that's, I think, that's where people get, I think, very scared to do that next step. You know, we can all apply to a show or to anything, Mm -hmm. but once you have to do an audition tape and edit it and sort of brainstorm and get creative with the video, that's where people kind of back out. Um, So I just like, let's just go for it. Luckily for me, I have a really good friend. She is in videography. She knows how to cut and edit. So we kind of made this very funny, goofy sort of audition tape but i answered all the questions that they wanted to know from me about my family about what i do um basically who i am and so i threw in some rapid fire questions in there like winter or summer beer liquor sort of just some fun stuff so they can see my kind of my quirky side my personality um and then from the audition tape you just wait for 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 an interview but that go that carries on for for a long time I can't say how many times, but it's, it's months. Like it, it, it yeah. becomes a full-time job casting for the show. Like you have to put like that as a priority. If they need anything from you, paperwork, um, phone calls, they'll just randomly call you and say, Hey, this is what we need. We're mm-hmm. doing this interview. We're going to book you in for this time. So it's, it's a constant thing in the back of your mind, but at the same time, you just kind of have to continue life and you can't tell anybody during the process right. um, that you're going through it. I didn't even tell my parents up until basically I think a month before I, I really got um, I really got far into the process. I was just like, hey, this is happening. Just a heads up. Um, so, yeah, you kind of have to just keep everything inside and, and not tell anybody. Does this video live anywhere and has it seen the light of day? Can we watch it? It, it, it does live somewhere. Um, I have like I have clips of it. I have snippets of it. Um, I have the full thing, but I also have like stuff just like that I sent to my brother I sent mm-hmm. to a couple of buddies that wanted to see some funny parts. Um, it's in the vault. I would love to. I, I, it would be cool because, you, you know, just from that, you, you actually don't see too many people's audition tapes. When I was when I was going through it, I was I was YouTubing like audition tape. There's there's a couple from for for some women for the bathroom. There's like maybe a couple on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and who knows if they even got on the show. I don't know who they were, but there's really there's no audition tapes for the bathroom I've seen. The only one I've ever um, seen maybe. is um, Ashley I. Kennedy's tape, which is a, a classic tape. She really went above and beyond. It's a classic. She, it, it is. No, I think there's some of it on YouTube somewhere. She like has the she does the whole thing. She gets out of the limo. She goes to her hometown date. She does like she literally goes through a whole season over the course of yeah. this like five minute video. Was that what yours was like? Really? Mine. So 
I I started off basically walking into a room. I should kind of send you some clips after this. I know. I want to see. I, like, kinda, yeah. I walked into a room, put a little plant, made it very classy. I was wearing like a little mm. blazer and some jeans. And I sort of just, the clip started with me walking in, sitting down, having a glass, a sip of, I had a coffee mug, but I know there was, there was beer in there for sure because I was just on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of stressed out and had a sip. And then it, we basically, my friend Brooke, he, he was reading out on cue cards, the questions, because anytime he was behind the camera, I was, we were just laughing so hard. We were just, I couldn't get through it. So I said, go in the other room, leave the cam- camera on the tripod. I'm basically looking off into the distance. Just if you see like, um, ITM, like in the moment interviews on the show, you're kind of just mm-hmm. looking off to a producer. So I was kind of looking at a wall as the camera was there. So it looked professional. So she, she just kept reading stuff out. But in the actual clip to start my video, we actually put all my bloopers in right away. So you kind of saw me like laughing, screwing up, dropping the hairspray. Um, I'll send it to you. Okay. I, I, I need to send it to you guys. I you, can't you'll you'll wait be the to first see. to ever have it. You'll be the first to ever have it. Okay. I, I'm excited. I do want to see it. Um, It sounds hilarious. Do Did a lot of your friends all who were on the show also do videos? Because I feel like actually submitting and then hearing back and then like submitting the video and stuff, I think is rather rare. I feel like a lot of people like get recruited like at the grocery yeah. store or something. Yeah. So I, I do know of some guys that just kind of got hit up on Instagram. People would mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm a producer for the show. If, if they're, if they're kind of like, like some people could, it could be like a month before the show and they're like, Hey, we're looking for, you know, this person, we need someone with this personality, this look, they can easily hit them up on Instagram. So they probably, I think people in the States is different. Once you apply, I think if you do apply like right off the bat where they say like, Hey, casting's open. That's when sort of, I did it when one of the season ended, mm-hmm. um, when it says like, now it's time to apply. Um, and everything was sort of posted on social media. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. So it, I was fairly like right off the bat. Um, but some guys could probably not apply and they just get recruited. Then they just kind of say, Hey, are you ready for an interview? So some guys definitely have it easier in that sense if they don't go through the whole casting process because it's exhausting. It really is. No, totally. We actually did a whole, um, like Patreon episode on people kind of sharing their experience of not just, um, submitting for the casting process, but like when they go to the hotel in LA in LA and the questionnaire and all that stuff. And it was so crazy. Um, did you want Katie to be the bachelorette or like when they asked you who your ideal bachelorette was, like, what was your answer? They, I, I honestly, if, if I don't think they asked me my ideal bachelorette, I think they just asked me sort of what my type is, who I've dated in the past. Um, I knew we, we sort of kind of have an understanding, obviously with all tabloids and, you know, all these um, spoiler accounts out there. We, we, everyone was talking about Katie. And then all of a sudden it was, no, it's not going to be her. But then it was consistently talking about Katie. So, um, I, like, I mean, I was happy about it. I, I, I was just kind of going into it. You kind of want a blind date in a sense because you, you, it's a blind date for them. But they don't really know who's going to be going on the show. So for us, it's, it's sort of, we don't, I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't that type of guy to want to know everything about someone. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to know everything about you and you're not going to know anything about me. So it's kind of weird in that sense. Um, but yeah, we, we, I sort of had a good idea with Katie and then obviously it's confirmed at, after the final rose, which we were in the hotel at the time watching it. And that's when it was confirmed um, during the quarantine. So yeah, I mean, we, we, I think, I think we were all 
all happy it was her. Um, I think everyone had a pretty good idea. Yeah. What was your connection like with Katie? Because I feel like we didn't really see a lot of you two one-on-one conversing. Or if we did, it was a while yeah. ago and I don't remember. Yeah. No, no. It was uh, First night was good. I felt like I had a really good entrance. I played hockey with her. Um, it's funny. Like I, 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 I did kiss her night one, too um they, they don't tell that like i said it's with, with producers I, I i sort of you see all these stories like it, it is what it is mm-hmm. um i was sort of a guy that you know i i knew if, if you want more screen time you have to do this i was just t- trying to stay true to myself because it could the franchise could ruin you or, or you can stay neutral and you could be kind of safe mm-hmm. and i didn't really want to take any chances um but no katie and i we, we got along we had some we, we had fun um you know, I, I, I felt like I was pretty bold. Like I was, uh, I was very outgoing with her when, you know, when Blake showed up, that was like, there was one instance where I basically had to confront her about like the elephant in the room because I, I knew Blake and I was just with him like before I flew out to, to New Mexico. So that was like, there was basically a whole week of me or, or one of the cocktail parties. I, I had to confront her and say, Hey, you know, as you know, I know Blake and, um, you know, sort of just saying it's, it's not like, it's weird, but it's not because I'm happy to see him, but I do know him from back home. So, um, and, and, and they sort of pushed a lot of stuff between Blake and I, but we were never going to give them that drama because we, we grew up together and mm-hmm. we kind of knew too. It's like, we're not going to fall for this stuff. Like, even if it's for screen, like screen time, like we, we can't get mad at each other. Like, as you know, like when I left, I gave him a big hug. They're the, he's the only guy they let me see before I left. Um, but yeah, no, I know. I felt like Katie and I, we, we got along. I, I did really, you know, I, I feel like I did really nice and cute things for her, like gift baskets. I always planned a fun um, date for us during cocktail parties. So I felt like I, I, I was pretty bold in that sense, but it's, it's, it, it, it's whatever producers want to show. It is what it is. I just, I, I knew I was there for a reason, even though people look at the script and they want to see someone, the timeline of things, which is totally understandable. You kind of look at paradise too, like with all the drama in paradise, all the successful couples, you don't see that actual timeline in, right. in, with some of the couples. Now you just see the drama. And I think the show really needs to fix that because you, you can get these couples that they're in the background, obviously like they're sleeping on the hammock, they're doing their thing. And all of a sudden, as weeks go by, it's like, hey, I don't really know their storyline. And all of a sudden, they're talking about engagement. Like, it makes no sense sometimes with the storyline. So I, I definitely understand what people are coming from. But, you know, obviously, going that far, I was, I was, I was having good interactions with Katie. So I'm yeah. confident with it, you know. <laughs> so. Well, that's good. What was So you knew Blake from back home. Did you – so you knew when he was going on – Claire and Tasha's season did you know he was coming back onto Katie's season or how was that whole interaction no. okay no, so, so you guys were um, just friends from back home and then what he yeah. was like hey I'm going on this show the well, bachelor well, I helped him I, I helped him with his audition tape for Claire Claire and Tasha's season okay so he That's basically so like when he flew out they got sent back because of the pandemic mm-hmm. um and that same night, like I was with him, he flew back. He's like, it's tr- he's like, this is crazy. Um, we went out to the bar that night, or I think I went. No, we went out to the bar, and I went to we went to his place that night too. Um, and he was just he was just telling us like, yeah, like I gotta wait. We gotta wait till we figure this whole pandemic thing out. So, mm-hmm. 
after his season, we obviously, that was the first season I ever watched because we were supporting him and we wanted to watch it with him. So, um, and then the next, so when I was applying, I was going through the process and I basically told him where, where I was in the, in the casting. And he was just like, yeah, like it looks pretty good from my standpoint. Like if you're at this point, you're probably going to be going on the show. I was like, yeah, like don't jinx it, whatever. If it happens, it happens. If not, it is what it is. Um, and then, yeah, he, he was just saying, he was saying, looking back now, there were like weird things he was saying to me. So we were, I remember being at his, at his lake house and he's like, yeah, just like, like the photos of us on Instagram, just, just archive them. Don't delete them. Just archive them. Mm. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all good. I was, I wasn't thinking anything of it because at this point I was like, I was flying out soon. Um, he's just like, if you catch yourself here, like in the storyline, like just go with it. He was kind of giving me these tips and stuff and he's like, don't stress, but you know, um, remember this. And like, I wasn't thinking too much of it. So when, when Tasha came in and addressed us, said there's someone else here, someone who he trusts, I started literally within 10 seconds. I was like, it's Blake. Blake is here. I was, I looked over to Aaron and James. I was like, boys, it's, it's Blake. They're like, your buddy Blake. I said, yeah. Like Tasha, like I remember he had a, a, a great relationship with, with Tasha in a sense of like good, uh, respectful. They were friends. Mm-hmm. He's friends with Zach. Um, but then I was like, Hey, archiving my photos. He, I, and then it started clicking. He didn't want people to know that we were friends, you know, afterwards it doesn't matter, but like in the process of people were digging, they didn't want to, he didn't want to want people to know that we were friends if we're on the same season now. Right. So, so you think when he was going, asking you to do that, he knew he was going to be going on Katie's season. Yeah. And, and, and truthfully, he said, he's like, I know it, he's like, it wasn't a hundred percent, but he, he's like, I had a good idea what was going on, but it wasn't a hundred percent. So I didn't want to confirm with you. I didn't want to stress you out. You're already stressed out getting ready for the show, doing all this stuff too. So he was kind of protecting me from like, I, I didn't want to stress you out even more, but um, if it was a hundred percent right off the bat, I would have told you, but mm-hmm. yeah. So when Tasha addressed us, I was like, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. And then about 30 minutes later, like he walks in and I was just kind of hanging on the couch with the guys and I looked down and I didn't even have to look at Blake's face. I, I could just tell by the way he walks in his shoes. I know like how he walks. I'm just like looking at his mm-hmm. knees and his legs and I'm like, oh my God. So I look up, obviously like I'm, I'm kind of shocked because I was, I was happy, like I was happy, but then also shocked. Um, and there's a, like I said, there's a lot of stuff they don't show. The guys were pretty pissed off. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie they, they they were pretty upset when he was addressing the group like he was he was shaking I know it's it's not like Blake is not um he doesn't like starting arguments he's uh he gets along with everybody he's so easy going as you know you talk to him he's easy mm-hmm. he's funny um I could tell he was really like on edge like addressing the guys he's like you know I could have basically I could have done paradise I could have done this but I, I want to meet Katie and, and I know you know he, he spoke about Katie, even back home, he's just like, you know, this is a girl like I, I would want to meet. And this is before I was on the show. Like he, he would talk, he would generally talk about her. Um, so it kind of went silent and basically I told the guys to, I was like, God, like I, I start, I spoke up for Blake and I said, he even, he, he mentioned it too. He's like, I know Brandon back home. And, and I said, guys, listen, he's a great guy. He's here for, you know, the right reasons as we quote it. Mm-hmm. Um, he really, he really does want to get to know Katie and meet her. And um, he's a great guy. I know him. I've known him for years. Um, so I was like, everyone can get up and shake his hand and just welcome in it, welcome him in. 
into the house. Um, so everyone did. They kind of got up. They, 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 everyone introduced themselves. Um, and then I think the guys were saying they, they respect me in the house a lot. Like I got along with everybody. So they basically trusted my instinct that Blake was a great guy. So I, I, uh, you know, from my standpoint, I, I hope I, I helped that camaraderie in the house a little bit. I really do hope that like I made it easier for him coming in a little bit because you obviously want to protect your buddy. You know, it's not an easy yeah. thing walking in with 20 something guys there, you know, especially after a couple of weeks. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it was definitely, it was definitely a mess. It was a hot mess. No, it, it seems like it was. Um, who did you think? It was interesting because, as you mentioned, we did have Blake on the podcast and we talked to him. And what I thought was interesting that he said is that, like, he didn't realize the extent of Katie's relationship with Greg till watching the season back because he was just so invested in, like, staying in his lane. He was interested in his relationship with Katie from, like, more of an outsider. Like, who did you see having the strongest connections with Katie throughout the season? That's a great question. I kind of tell everybody this. You, you don't really know anyone's connection. Mm-hmm. The only connection you know is is yourself and the lead and you're connecting with the guys. You know, like everyone has their own little group there. Everyone respects each other. Everyone has their own little click though, re- regardless. It's it's like, it's always going to be that way in any, any big group. Um, but we knew Greg, obviously getting the first impression rose. There, it was a no, it was a no brainer that he was a front runner in for, from my standpoint. And I love Greg, Greg Greg's, Greg's an incredible guy. He he came off like very quiet to us, but he was uh, looking back. He was just focused on his relationship, and obviously he had his buddies. So guys who weren't as close to him right off the bat, we thought he was sort of closed off and very very quiet and introverted. But that that's not the case. Like getting to know him now and looking back, it's definitely not the case. It, it's kind of hard to figure someone's true personality personality out there unless you spend so much time with them. Like right off the bat. Um, but I, you know, I think Thomas started off strong too until that became a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, we we knew Mike, we knew Mike, uh, Mike A, Uncle Mikey, I call him. Just a great guy, just an amazing guy. We knew he had a, he had a great connection. Just his story was incredible. Um, you know, he's he's been married before. He he has a kid. He's very mature. I knew he had a very uh, very strong connection with Katie for sure. And um, I, I knew when Blake came in, I was like, yeah, the, the tides are going to turn for sure because I know Blake, um, Blake and Katie had a very similar personality, uh, but I knew Blake would probably give those guys a run for the money. And, and especially if you're coming in, you know, in a couple weeks, you, you get, a, you know, after a couple week, couple row ceremonies, you're coming in hot, you're, you get a one-on-one right off the bat. You know, it sucks because he just show, shows up and gets a one-on-one. Yeah, but we understood that like that has to happen because he's like, if there's a connection, great, I'll, I'll stay. But if there's not, like, I'm gonna leave. Like, if it goes, if it the tides turn, I'm gonna get out of here because I I don't want to be here. It's a stressful situation. So we we all kind of as much as we were pissed off, like got that one on one right off the bat. We knew Katie had to do that to figure it out if 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 he should be here or not. So it, it was there was a lot going on. But I think yeah, look, like looking back, even Andrew Andrew had a had a good connection with mm-hmm. Katie as well. I think anybody who got extra time with her from any group dates, from cocktail parties, I think anyone really, um, you're, 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 you're one upping a guy, even an extra 10 minutes with her, with any lead, you're, you're going to be, you're, you're going to step your game up in that sense. You're going to, she's going to like you more and she'll get to know you more. Like you, you don't have that much time with her. So every, I, I would say every minute counts. It really does. 
Yeah, no, for sure. So the whole like Greg leaving and then kind of like the finale and stuff, obviously that all happened once you had already left the show. What was that like watching that happen on TV? Or did you already know a lot of the extent of what was happening because you are so close with Blake? Like, were you surprised that Greg sent himself home slash then the whole reunion of like Katie being very angry towards Greg and that whole fight? Like, what was that watching it from your perspective? when Blake got home, uh, he just said, like, it's, it's, a." he's like, what a mess. What a shit show, basically. Like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? He didn't go into too, too much detail. Like, he, like, uh, he obviously told me he's like, like, everything just kind of exploded with the last three guys. Um, I, I, I didn't expect Greg to, I wouldn't say lash out, you know, Greg was under fire for a lot of stuff that it's just like, you're in that situation you, mm-hmm. you you're like you could be engaged to this woman in the next week or less than that fantasy suites are coming up you haven't slept you're on a different you know schedule with eating because like our sleep patterns are completely insane we're we're on high stress i think that's one thing people don't realize like the contestants go through a lot they 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 don't see the like the mental health side of things but i don't think greg should have um should have you know, got so much hate for, for what he did. He, you know, we, yeah. we all have feelings. We're not robotics. We're not robots. Sorry. Um, but all I do know is that Blake was like, yeah, it's a mess. And he sort of didn't tell me anything about um, him being like engaged right off the bat, but I was okay. with him. We, we went up to his lake house again after the show. And then he basically, he finally opened up to me and he was just like, yeah, like, yeah, he's like, it's uh, he's like, it's me. He's like, this is crazy. What's going on. It's crazy. Um, he's just like, Greg had a meltdown. This is what happened. Then looking back, I'm like, this is, it's, it's stressful to walk back. Cause like, you, you don't want to see those guys go through that. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to see, you know, you don't want to see Justin to, you know, kind of go on this one-on-one. This is before fantasy suites. And then like, see you later, you're going home. You don't want to see that for the guys. And I, I'm a guy's guy. Like I, um, I just want to see, I wanted to see everyone happy. And like, at that point, you know, people are going to get hurt and it's tough to see, you know? Yeah, was it weird for you then watching all the stuff unfold with Greg knowing that Blake was engaged to Katie at that time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes or like were bells starting to ring? Or like, I don't know. I'm just curious how that was because I feel like... For me, yeah. Yeah. I I think for for me, it was mostly just realizing like, okay, I'm I'm with Blake right now and he's engaged and like no one knows about it yet. Like Mm -hmm. no, no one knows. I don't even know if his mom knew at the time, to be honest, but it was like right off the bat. I, I, I was with him, but I think it was just clicking for me is I, I'm, I'm with Blake, like the tabloids are going to go crazy in the next week. You know, he has to, he has to lay low. Um, we were just like ice fishing, just hanging out up North. So I, I think just the lead up of like, this is his downtime now to kind of just like relax and unwind until everything at like his career changes everything everything goes crazy so it was um it was weird to think about but i think i was just trying to enjoy downtime and like talk talked about it that's one thing with being in the franchise with these guys you can express yourself and open up to to each other about what we just went through you know he can't go to go to my brother or the other friend group that we have and say like oh, this is what happened. Like, no one's going to understand what we went through. <clears throat> so 
I'm glad we kind of had each other to like open up and vent about, uh, vent, vent about things and just talk about the situation and like how crazy things are going to get for him because no one else is going to understand that. Right. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a whirlwind of emotions for sure. And like, you know, he's, he's doing so well now and, Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew he would, um, just with what he does. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously so happy for him. Yeah. Wait, speaking of Blake though, I know he went on, I don't, he told us about it. I don't even remember exactly what you would call it. Some <clears throat> animal rescue something, but didn't he get like yeah. a rash or something happened? How is he doing? Yeah, he, he went to, uh, he was in South Africa and he was yeah. doing, I think, po- poster training to protect animals. Oh, that's right. And, yes. He did say that. Okay. Right. So. And he, um, yeah, he got a foot infection and like out there, you never know what, like, I, I know you need certain vaccines and certain meds for even mm-hmm. just to travel into those countries that yeah. you need to have specific, I guess, documents for like your health to, to prove that you have all these vaccines up to date. But um, yeah, foot infection and basically had to go into surgery. So he's just going to recover now, but he's good. You know, I'm, I, I did touch base with him and I messaged him. I just said, Hey bud, if you need anything, let me know. Hope you're good. Um, he didn't have his phone for, I guess like over a month or more. So Blake's good. Everyone Blake is good. Okay, He's good. Safe. Well, that's good to hear. We were definitely worried about him. Um, switching gears a little bit. Were, were you ever asked to go on paradise? So I did, I did bachelor in paradise Canada. Okay. So we had a mixture of like Americans and Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, so, so after, after Katie season, basically the producer said, yeah, there's paradise in the States, obviously, but, that um, uh, producers for Bachelor in Paradise Canada. It's going to be the first season. It's going, it's going to be good. They're basically casting like they're they're sa- they're saving a spot for you, basically. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so they were casting a bit earlier. So I wasn't even basically. I was stuck in basically New Mexico for like a couple more days after with all my flight issues, all this travel stuff. So I was I just wanted to get home, and I got a call when I was in Chicago. And they're like, hey, this is, you know, Mike, one of the producers for the show. And we wanted to uh, to see, you know, where your head's at right now. We spoke to the producers and they, they think you'd be great. I know there's probably Paradise in the States that you want to do, but we're basically just holding a spot for you because, like, we ha- we're, we're on crunch time. And I, I turned it down right away. I said, yeah, like, I'll let you know. But I was mm-hmm. like, I can't do it. I can- I'm so tired. And I was, just, I was just gone for, like, 40 days, 41 days or something. I was like. I miss my dad, I miss my mom. I just want to get home and just sleep. So he's like, "Okay, hey, yeah, let's touch base when you're back home. Um, we'll talk about it." I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Okay, hey, I need to know by Thursday though, but we'll talk about it." I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." So I get home, I rest up. He calls me again, and talking. He's like, "I think there's some great people here for you." He's like, "I think you're gonna find someone. I think you're gonna. I think it's your time." And I said, "You know what?" I was like, I don't think so, man. Like, I was like, I, I don't want to meet people again. I've been, I don't want to do this thing. I just, I kind of need a break. Maybe another season, cool. But, and I wasn't looking for like the American one or like, I, I didn't really care. It's for me, it was mostly like an experience. And you learn a lot about yourself. It's like therapy, basically, when you go yeah. on these shows. So for me, I was like, it was for me, it's like, is it a good, is it an ideal situation where I'm actually going to meet someone? So he kind of gave me the rundown. He's like, okay, it's going to be our, our, um, our first year doing it and these these producers they did bachelor canada back in the day that were that, that was very successful they know kevin and astrid really well mm-hmm. um bachelorette and bachelor canada back in the day right so he's like first ever season there's going to be half americans from the franchise 
half Canadians took the franchise, and then there's gonna be some like they call it like bastard fans, but like people who like the franchise. It's basically just random people that come on the beach. Oh yeah, I heard they so do. That. They, That's interesting. Okay, sorry. It, go ahead. It, it, it was a cool concept. It was a cool concept. Um. So, anyways, moving forward, obviously I did it. I said yes, and. I met someone there. Like it was definitely a great experience. I'm so happy I did it. I met someone there. Um, I was first on the beach. She was second on the beach. So, but like at that time, we just clicked. Like there was something about you know her and something about me that she she saw in me that like we just couldn't get her eyes off each other. And like the whole concept, it definitely worked. Paradise does. Um, and I felt I, I felt like it was it was it was it was amazing. You you don't you don't make those guy friendships like you do on the Bachelorette. Totally. Because you're fighting over all these girls now. So, um, but Camille was on, he was one of my best, he's my best friend on the show. Camille, he was from, I think he did Becca season. Then he did Paradise. Yeah, and he was with he did, like, Annalise, right? On Paradise? Yeah. Yeah. So he was like my, he was my roommate. Um, I, I keep in touch with him all the time. So I, I love him. That, that guy's the best. Um, Caitlin from Colton season. Caitlin Clemens. Oh, she's okay. a really good friend of mine. Great. She was there, Angela, um, from the franchise too. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it was, it was, it was a good like foundation. Like we, we had some, we had some great people there. Um, I loved it. I, I could I do Paradise again? Like looking back, I was like, like no chance. Um, now I think it's like two shows in that set. You know what I mean? You, you, you. If you do three, it's like pushing your mental health overboard. Like it's just too much. Yeah, well, we always say, too, like, the only way to go is down on this show. And, like, if you got a good edit the first time or the second time, you're really, like, testing your luck going on um, for a third. We always ask this, and our listeners are really interested in it. Would you mind, like, sharing what they paid you to go on Paradise? We don't have to talk about it. If you don't want to, we can just move on. Yeah, well, no, no, like, I I won't say the number, but I definitely, that was one of the reasons of, like, I was sort of, I turned it down, and then I said... I, I basically said, um, this is, I, I was, I was doing like math, basically writing stuff down. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to, this is how much I need basically. And then we kind of agreed on a number. Um, I won't say what it is, but I know it was basically a, it was a flat rate. Cause I know I'm pretty sure paradise in the States. It's like per day. People get it depends paid. on who you are. So that's why we always ask because it's very interesting. It's like yeah. it's different for everyone. I think the standard for American Paradise is 400 a day. Some people have negotiated as high as like 800 a day, we've heard from some people. Yeah. But some people then also negotiate just like a flat rate, like $10,000, $12,000. Yeah. Highest ever was so I did, I did flat. At like 20000 Okay, flat is, I think, better, honestly. I, I did well because I, I, I know in the states you can do per day, but I think there's a guaranteed flat rate if you're out within the first like four days, like the first week. Oh, okay. I think that person will get this like small flat rate. It won't just mm-hmm. be like, um, I, I think that's how it works. Yeah. But anyways, for me, it was like turn it down, and, and and it really wasn't about the money. But I was like, okay, well, if I'm if I'm if I have two weeks between shows, and I'm like, I just left, you know, my job on a leave. Like I now it it it, it does matter for money because I I have bills to pay. I gotta. I'm leaving again. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving my home. I gotta, you know, do all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I just agreed on a flat rate. I was like, "This is what I need to make it happen." And then we're like, "Yeah." Then I just started packing, doing my intro tapes, doing everything, and 
I'm getting tired just thinking about it again. It's just exhausting going through that process. I'm sure the prep seems like crazy to me, especially I think maybe less so for guys, but for girls too, it's like all the outfits, all the nails, hair, spray tan. I just like can't even imagine. And then imagine doing all that and then getting sent home like the first day. It's just no, 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 that's for sure. I I think the boys were always saying how like we have it fairly easy because they just wake up and meet, you know, meet up on the couch. Like Mm -hmm. we'll see you in like 10 minutes. Like, I, I would say the women would have to get up like if they want to get all dolled up like one an hour earlier just to like look refreshed if they want to right you to know? look like a normal like, I mean, doing wrong, like I, I showered every like I wanted to look de- like decent like uh, sure. up, there were some guys that just like their hair was everywhere it was it was a mess we had our morning coffee we just wanted to get like Red Bulls in us and like start the day but yeah the the women have it much more difficult I would say so would you say you're a retired bachelor star you if they asked if they called you tomorrow to be like hey go on the american paradise would you say no yeah well i met, I met someone so I, i'm i'm done oh, okay I'm so you're, right you're happily for, in a well, relationship. For now, you know, yeah 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 well that, that was another reason too this year where i was just like i you know you're, you're kind of always in touch with producers too about paradise and that was something that um I was probably going to do the American show this year, like, or, like from the sounds of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I met someone. So uh, you but, don't want to, you don't want to leave someone here and then go on the yeah. show and pause that drama. And then yeah. everyone hates you. Well, um, that's a good but, segue then. So what is life like today? What are you up to post show? I just travel a lot as much as I can. I've always kind of been a travel junkie. Uh, my parents work for the airlines, so I've always been fortunate enough to travel. Um, it's it's my favorite thing to do. Um, currently in in the final phase for uh, getting in, into the full time fire department. Um, but nice. yeah, just kind of having fun with social media in a sense. You know, trying to try to monetize as much as you can. But I I love I love traveling. I love making content. Um, uh, but I also just love like posting my day to day. Like a lot of people, they sort of jump into this whole influencer world and they become like this walking billboard or this like this mannequin wearing t-shirts all the time. And I always just want to be sort of through to myself and in, in what I post. And I spend a lot of time with family um, and, and friends. So that's that's the stuff I sort of just lean towards. But um, I think the one big thing is the the, the fun thing is like the the network you uh, that you meet of people it's insane the opportunities you get with just like you know little events in your hometown or out of town and and like i said the people you meet like it's it's such a beautiful world there's so many uh people with with amazing stories and it's kind of like going on the show you meet 32 guys that you never you didn't even know you exist you know and then now you're all become best friends in the family so just really trying to enjoy life right now travel is my my main thing um I want a dog so bad, but I, I, I can't get one right now. Um, oh, why not? Yeah, I, yeah. I also have a dog and I'm obsessed tough, with her. It, it is a lot of work. I think I underestimated the amount of work when I got her. Yeah, I, I think once I take a break from traveling, I just don't want to be like, you know, pawn them off yeah. um, to my parents or something. Of course. They're like, here, here's the dog. I'm going to never hear the end of it, too. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just hanging out. It's cold here. As you know, we have the same weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, me just coming back from Bahamas, I'm just, it's, it's miserable back home right now. So it is, it is a horrible um, time to be in the Northeast. I hate this time brutal. of year. I know. Um, if someone was going on the bachelor, what advice would you give them or bachelorette rather? 
that was that's that's a great question. Um, I mean, it 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 really depends. I, I would say, think before you speak. That's what I did. Don't just lash out. You, remember, for for guys going on the bachelorette, you don't know any of these guys or what they've been through. There's no reason to pick an argument for no reason. Um, don't go there saying, "Oh, I'm I'm just here for the lead. Like I'm not here to make friends." You need to make friends because you all help each other in every way possible. Like you, you need to lean on each other through that whole process. So you're there to make friends. It's not just all about the lead. Yes, that's the final goal, but be open to being best friends with these people. Um, yeah, be patient. And I, I, like I said, I think it's it's think before you speak because the mm-hmm. franchise could eat you alive and ruin your life, or you can come out of it neutral or you might come out of it very successful. You never know. There's like three avenues you want to go, but I would say stay neutral, meet your best friends, have a chance to find love. And, um, but paradise is, is a whole different, it's a whole different ball game too, mentally with everything too. It, you can be such a confident person. You, you, you don't have to be a jealous person in real life, but once you get on the beach, screws you up, totally screws you up. Just in what way? Insecure. Do you want to expand on that? Just, yeah. You're just insecure. Like, you know, in my situation, you kind of get to a point um, where okay, you, 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 you've you gone through a couple of ceremonies together at this point. Like, there's no one else that can come in and blow you out of the water. If they do, like, you got to fall in love with this person if they do. So you kind of have to set rules eventually saying by this rose ceremony, like, you're not going on any more dates. Mm-hmm. You got to respect each other's feelings in that sense. But, you know, if you are, like, falling for someone or you're really in a tight relationship and someone comes in and grabs her, you know, you see them like holding their hand and you're just like, you start questioning yourself. You're like, am I good yeah. enough? Like it, it's really, really insane. Um, and I'm a confident guy and yeah. I'm just like, this is, this is crazy, but you got to reassure yourself. This is part of the process. This is part of the, the social experiment. We call it, you know, Kevin and after always said like two weeks there in paradise is like, we're a week there. Was it a week or two? I think he's like two weeks there was like, is like two months in the real world. Remember no phone, no TV. You're like, you're, you're strictly just like having the best time with people having yeah. drinks on the beach. No, that makes eating, sense. And I think know, that's why so many know. great friendships come out of the show too. Cause like you guys are literally sitting yeah. there all day long talking and finding yeah. things to talk yeah, yeah. about. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's not small talk. It's, it's truthfully, you know, Hey, like when I get back from this interview, like I would love just like tell me your life story like it's no like how's work like we don't care about that there it's just like tell me your life story tell me the hardships you went through I tell mm-hmm. this story all the time I was in the hot tub with uh it was Hunter was telling a story and it was myself Hunter and like I think two other guys and he was just telling a story and like I'm in a I'm in a tub half naked with guys crying like just like that's why I say it's it's therapy it's it's good to go on the show people think it's this you're overthinking you know people think you're going on there you're waiting to get home to tell people you're strictly just living in the moment. Um, you want to, you, you like the, the main things on the show, you go there, you're, you're not there thinking like, Oh, this girl's my type right off the bat. She's going to love me. Like I'm going to love her. People could get manipulated for sure into liking the lead more. But for me, it's like, I have to learn more about her. I need this one-on-one date to get to know her and to take that next step. If I'm, if I wasn't going to get it, I wasn't, uh, that's why I didn't go on the, that's why I left because I said, I'm not going to waste all these guys' times on the next group date. There's no point. Like, I respect these guys so much. 
I told him that even prior. I said, I'm not going to go on the date because like, I respect you guys. You deserve the time with her. You guys got one-on-ones. You deserve time. So you go there for the experience. You go there to kind of just give your first impression out. You want to get to know her and you meet like the friends of a lifetime, like brotherhood. It's crazy. Um, some people afterwards that, you know, they change a bit and they sort of pawn off, do their own thing. And that's totally fine. But for the most part, um, we all keep in touch. There's some guys that keep in touch way more than others, but that's part of it. You know, that's going to mm-hmm. happen through the show too. Yeah. Um, with, that's life. With stuff. So that's life. So, um, yeah. but yeah, just, um, if anyone does like a message for anyone going on the show, like it's, it's the coolest thing you can, I can write a book within the stuff I did in a year. I can write a whole book. You should. A lot of bachelor people go from getting off the show to book pipeline. There's definitely an audience for it. I know I'm a good writer. You should write a book. I think I would would put stuff in my own words in a sense, just like type on my laptop about like just stuff I've done in life rather than like a book. I, I just want it for myself to look back and just be like, this is like, this is the stuff I did. Maybe if I have kids one day, I could be like, Hey, read this. This is like my crazy life. So, yeah. Yeah. Little things like that. All right. So keep your eyes peeled people maybe for Brendan's book coming next year. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. New York times bestseller. Yeah. That's what the world uh, needs more is. of a bachelor contestant <laughs> yeah. in New York times bestseller tell all yeah um well cool i really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and telling me about your experience on the show and everything it was really great meeting you where can people find you and is there anything else that you want to plug um yeah just my instagram the brennan quinn i'm Mm -hmm. sure you'll plug it um in the Mm -hmm. podcast but yeah that's that's basically that's basically my main platform um but thanks for having me i'm excited um you know for your podcast and like i said it's you guys are killing it you're killing it you You killed it today I know Thanks. I can ramble on a lot too, but I wanted to give you all the deets as much as possible. No, this was great. Um, Thank you. And if you have any other questions, just let me know. Yes. No, we would love to have you back anytime. So awesome. thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you so much. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure you are subscribed so you never miss a future episode. It will literally just come straight to your phone and you'll wake up on a random, I don't know, Tuesday and see a She's All Batch episode that you didn't know was coming. And the only way that would have happened is if you were subscribed. So side note, thank you guys for the really nice feedback on our recap episode. And who knows, there may be more to come on future Tuesdays. Quick shout out to our sponsors. We have rocketmoney.com slash allbatch, the best way to cancel unwanted subscriptions because who the hell has time to go and cancel them yourself? Like use rocketmoney.com slash allbatch. You also want to go to attitude.com slash she's allbatch and that will get you $25 off the softest sheets you will ever lay on, I promise you. You can go join our Facebook group, She's All Batch on Facebook. You can go check out patreon.com slash She's All Batch if you want more bonus content. And if you want She's All Batch merch, I highly recommend you go check out myfanthreads.com and under collections at She's All Batch. The link to that will be in the episode description. And side note, I actually just bought the She's All Batch sweatshirt in like a Kelly green and it's the perfect St. Patty's Day green. So I definitely plan to be rocking that on St. Patrick's Day, just saying. Be sure to follow me at She's All Batch across platforms. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore across platforms. And is that it? I think that's it. (laughs) Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.